Hello. Welcome in. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, you know, Christmas coming up this week. Uh, well, but, you know, we appreciate you guys finding a little time for your buddies over here at uh, Dom That's True. Of course, I am Truman Steen, joined here by my by my host, Owen Dom, uh, found at twitch.tv slash domination7. Of course, I'm found at twitch.tv slash steam machine. Twitter by the same thing. Uh, we'll do all this stuff later on. But uh, yeah, we'd like to take all this time, you know, welcome everybody in. This is, uh, you know, obviously this will kind of be our Christmas episode of Dom That's True. But it will also be NFL Week 16, correct, Owen? Yeah, Week 16, because we're going into the 16th episode of Dom That's True. Had oh. a little technical difficulty there. Good job, Phil, and I appreciate you. Oh, you know me. I can always talk. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we're we're back. We're back for another episode. Again, uh, happy holidays. Um, Owen, you got any, got any big plans for the holidays this week? Um, honestly, no, going to be, I've almost completed all my Christmas shopping. Uh, the only thing I have left to buy is, uh, two packets of donuts for McLean because that's what he said he wants for Christmas. Other than that, all my Christmas shopping is done. So obviously going to wait a little bit to, to buy some donuts, obviously from the gas station. Nice. You know, cause of course, of that's course. where the best ones are. Obviously everyone knows that, mm-hmm. but I don't really have too many plans. Probably, you know, have some, uh, ugly sweater pack, uh, Bud Light Seltzer with my boys. Yeah. That's probably what I'll do this holiday weekend. I know. We drank we drank some of those yesterday on the Grub Buds podcast come out at the same time as this one. Um yeah, I don't I uh it am am two also what or was two. Am I I also did finished up some Christmas shopping today. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard it's hard to shop for people once you become once you're all adults, because you don't you're the you're the oldest, so you still have like kids to buy presents for. You know, right. like I mean, you still McLean's have a high school. beginning to not be a kid, turned 15 today. Right. Uh, but, like, you know, I got him, He's he plays soccer, so I got him a soccer ball. I got him a nice ball. Right, but you're about you're about to that point where everybody's an adult and they just buy themselves the stuff. Like, Right, and so, know. like, what do you want for Christmas? And you're like, man, I don't know. Like, Right, it's like. And, it's, you, you, and you go, can you just give me money? And then everyone's like, no, I'm not just going to give you money. And then you're like, well, I, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, like for example, I was shopping for uh, for Hayden, and on on a website that I was on, there was a nice hat, and I was like, okay, cool, and it was on sale, and so I got it for myself. Like, if that's not a perfect example of what you know people our age do, I don't know what it is. You know, you just shop for gifts. You're like, hey, look at that's a nice hat. I can just buy it. Right. Yeah. No, I had to do. I had to do all my. I did all my girlfriend shopping at once, and like she again it was just like, I don't. I don't know what I want. So I, I got her. Uh, my, my answer is so my answer to the gift of uh, what do you get a woman that doesn't want anything is you get her everything so I got her <laughs> it's like solid choice I got her I made her like this box thing it's got like four gift cards in it but uh, and then around that I packed this all in one big box but around that I put a bunch of like bath salts and bath bombs in there Ooh. and then I called talked to her on Monday and she told me she was telling me about how she took a bath and she, I was like oh yeah she's like yeah you know i don't really like bath bombs or bath salts or anything i mostly like the bubble baths so i was like awesome great <laughs> <laughs> so oh you know i got i think we're opening gifts tomorrow with each other so that'll be fun but uh but you, that's you, about you, how my christmas still, shopping is going oh, this it, year. It, it was already sent it was already sent to undisclosed city and then right. 
Yeah, I sent it last last Monday. I sent it before oh, last hey, week's that's episode. Awesome. I was like, <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, so, that was great. If that's, well, not, if that's not Christmas shopping for women, I don't know what is. All right, let's get into the NFL. Let's talk Let's talk some Chiefs. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs, you know, again, another another pretty and, – and we'll talk about how dominating the win was, whether or not it was. Or actually, let's talk about it right now. I guess that's, this is the first topic. For some reason, I thought this was a lower topic. but I thought it was the third topic, but it's actually the first. Uh, Owen, are these Chiefs games – because obviously the Chiefs won 32-29 to over the Saints right. this weekend. A good right. Saints team. You know, the team that was sure. the top seed in the NFC until they lost to the Chiefs this week. Right. Number, um, were they number one defense or number two defense? They're – I think they're number two. I believe the Steelers are still number one in most defensive categories. Right. Okay. But, yeah, so right, I guess but, the number two defense – I mean, sorry, you can get finish right. your thought. Go ahead. So, so my actual – so my question for you is that are the Chiefs games actually as close as they look or should we or should we be concerned? I mean, and so, should we be concerned? Sorry, yeah. A lot of the games are as close as they look, but a lot of them aren't. This one is definitely one that wasn't. Uh, if not for a random 51-yard completion that sparked the Saints offense – that the Saints possibly could have been shut out in the entire first quarter and three quarters of the first half, if that makes sense. Yeah. That half could have easily ended 24 to seven chiefs. Mm-hmm. If not for like literally one or two breakdowns and a rookie corner, making a rookie corner mistake and allowing a touchdown, which is right. by the way, I think one of two touchdowns allowed all year by Legereus right. Sneed. Wow, so I mean, he's only played in six This games. game in particular was not nearly as close as it looked. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's the case with a lot of these games. I don't know. What would you say was the last close game the Chiefs actually played? Uh, the Panthers game. That was Panthers. actually a close game. Well, and the Raiders game, maybe. Yeah, but I think the Raiders one was another one that there, I, I didn't feel like there was much doubt. Well, I mean, the Raiders did go up by four or by three with a minute 45 left. But they did leave the Chiefs three timeouts. So it wasn't a big deal, but I was like, you know, still a little bit of me was like, you know, I was a little concerned. I I was more concerned about the Panthers. The Panthers had a better defense and a better run game. I I personally, I think the Panthers are one of those teams where they're way better than their record shows. Mm -hmm. But, and I thought the Raiders were way worse than their record shows, personally. Right. But, yeah, this Saints game wasn't nearly as close. I think the Chiefs manhandled that whole game, and it wasn't nearly as close as the score showed. Yeah, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, so, a few things about it is that uh, I would say the Panthers and the Raiders game were the were the the most nerve wracking for me over this. I think it's nine games in a row now that the Chiefs have won. Correct? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh. Yes. Yeah. On this nine game winning streak, I think the Panthers and the Raiders game were the ones I was the most concerned about. The Raiders even less so. I don't know. The Panthers had a shot at it, but you know, at the end of it, it came down to a 58 yard field goal and the kicker wasn't close. Um, but even, it shouldn't have even got there, but it did because. Right. Because Chiefs. Because Chiefs. Um, but I mean, the point, but also a lot of it is that uh, over these last, in, in the last four games, you know, because the Chiefs are on a historic run where they've won their last six by one possession or less. Right. And people point to that and say, well, you know, you should have lost one of those. Ah, not no. really. In the last four games, right, in the last like, four games, the Chiefs have won. They had over a 50% win expectancy for all of the second half. 
All four of them. So it was just, you know, it's just, it's, they're pulling it close, but, you know, it's a touchdown. A lot of these are touchdown with a minute and a half left to take it from 10 points to three points or right. from 14 to seven. And you're like, yeah, I guess that'll look close. Right. I don't know. And I guess I just got, I've had, a, I had a long weekend or a long Sunday, Sunday and Monday of arguing with Bills fans about how good the Bills are versus the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. The Bills, the Bills fans think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. In case you were wondering. Uh, uh, well, the the Bills have to make it past the Browns first, and I think the Browns are a matchup nightmare for the Bills. Yeah, a great a great offense. Yeah, a great running game specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I say Denver was probably might have been the most frustrating game there because we kicked five field goals against the Broncos. Yeah, but, but the Broncos have just you know. I have always had a really good defensive line, a really good defensive line coach, and right. this is you know, the, and we had a bit, we had a really banged up Chiefs O line at that point. Mm-hmm. So right, obviously uh, they had a they had a, a touchdown or two called back uh, from like Tyree Kill uh, because just for random penalties, holding or stuff like that. It wasn't right. you know, right. um, but I guess so because of those arguments I was having with Bills fans. Uh, my biggest question is that, so the Chiefs now pretty much have a 99% chance to win the number one seed in the AFC. That's been reported all over the place. If you look up, we're not going to go over through the, the clinching scenarios because it's just so goddamn long. That's all this dude's all strength of schedule stuff, which I don't get how they get around the head to head tiebreaker because one of them's like yeah. the bills can take the top spot. And I'm like, how can the bills take the top spot? But, uh, I don't, I don't know yeah. either. Yeah, but it's all. But there's a 99% chance the Chiefs are going to have the one seed in the AFC. Uh, so my question is, who scares you the most out of the a- in the AFC of the playoff Honestly, teams that we're going to see? It's probably you know it's probably the Bills, but and I and I it I I know I have to answer the question, so I'll say Bills. But I've said this and I said this all year: the Chiefs are far and away the best team in the AFC. I would be shocked if they didn't make it to the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Absolutely right. shocked. I think that the Chiefs are just leaps and bounds better. We and you've seen this on tabloids and stuff all year. Um, the Chiefs can play a B minus game and beat you by twenty. For sure. So what happens when we get playoff Sammy, playoff Frank Clark, playoff Chris Jones, and playoff Mahomes, all on the same team, along with a defense that's once again getting hotter as the season reaches its end. Red hot. And we're gonna have yeah. a bye week. I, I'm scared for whoever the Chiefs play after the bye week. Right, yeah, I, I I wrote down the Steelers. I mean, sorry, not the Steelers. Uh, I'm not worried. No one's worried about the Steelers. I wrote down the Bills and the Ravens. I, uh, they're the next two longest win streaks in the NFL after the Chiefs. The Bills right. have won four in a row, and the Ravens have won three in a row. Obviously, none of those really compare to the Chiefs' nine-game win streak. But uh, and to be fair, also the Bills' last loss was against the Cardinals on that hail mary play. So right, you know, whatever. Um, but. You know, I that was the thing about the Bills fans is they were all in my mentions talking about how well the Bills have had the le- the best three ga- have had way better last three games than the Chiefs. You know, when the Bills played the Broncos and the Steelers and the 49ers and the Chargers, that's their Man, last four that they've played. Yeah, and Bills fans think Josh Allen's a top three quarterback. Guys, I'm here to tell you he's he's not a top three quarterback. He's maybe a top three quarterback in the. AFC maybe but even that's that's true 
Even that's borderline. I'm telling you, Lamar is playing. Lamar's playing great again. That's the oh, the main reason the Baltimore has been able to turn this around is because he's 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 getting closer to his MVP form that he was at last year. Baker Mayfield's playing awesome. I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs than Josh than what we saw Josh Allen do last year. That's true. Tannehill has been Tannehill, you know, surprisingly after leaving Miami has just been become this juggernaut of consistency, which I absolutely did not expect from him. And props to him; he's been playing great with the Titans. Right, and I would say the Ravens have almost had a better three-game stretch than the Bills there. And well, you know. it's just it's just because Lamar's just been disgusting. He's yeah. just been he's been hitting his throws. Uh, obviously, he doesn't have the arm talent or, or skills like Mahomes does, but that's not who Lamar is. Lamar absolutely annihilates you with play action. That's his whole thing. Is that you give him an inch of space to run, and he cuts you for twenty-five yards easily, yeah. and it just looks effortless for him. Yeah, I think I think Bills fans are in for a rude awakening here uh, because they haven't played anybody lately. They have, they just right. haven't. And I think they're in for a rude awakening. I think they got cocky because they knocked off the Steelers, and then we've realized that the Steelers are frauds. Um, <laughs> Ryan Finley smiles at the bottom of the pile at that comment. Right. I mean, it's just the Steelers aren't very good. Um, and I don't think the Bills are that great either. And, you know, obviously the Chiefs beat the Bills earlier in the year, and they, you know, they only beat them by nine or whatever. But there was a late Josh Allen touchdown, and all, and but but Bills fans will tell you that Josh Allen had a separated shoulder during that time or whatever. So interesting. I mean, maybe we are going to see a different Bills team. You know. You know, I do. I do think Josh Allen's been playing well, but I do also agree with you that Bills fans are over overhyping it a little bit. I mean, he's been playing great. He's playing fine. I, I wouldn't say that he's you know out of his mind. Yeah, like Bills fans think Josh Allen's actually an MVP candidate. He's not an MVP candidate, guys. Yeah, there's two MVP candidates, and their names are Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And right now, one of those quarterbacks, the latter, has uh, around a plus 240 lead. So, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is up to 275. Aaron Rodgers is plus 250. I believe Mahomes is minus 175, in case you're looking for right. Vegas odds. Yeah. I, I Josh it was Allen minus 275 is. Now. I think it's all the way up to 275. Did it really? Um, I know Josh yeah. Allen is at, I think he was at minus, I think he was at plus 700. Yeah. Going into the or after this week or going into last week, I can't remember. Last time I saw the odds. Um, so yeah, Bills fans. I don't know. I don't know how many Bills fans listen to this, and I just, <laughs> guys, it's not going to be close. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, I mean, it could be, it could be a one possession game, but the Saints game wasn't close, and it was a one possession game. The, <laughs> the, gosh, who did we? I mean, it's just been a terrible. It's been a, it's been a bad stretch of having to win by more than more than a possession. You know, the Dolphins game wasn't close. Uh, Broncos game was close during the first half, and the Buccaneers game wasn't that close either. I mean, it's just I'm it's not. It's so funny that we can see about the Broncos game has been being a frustrating game when they dropped forty two. Well, the Chiefs the Chiefs only scored twenty two in that Broncos game. Oh, the one you were talking about. Sorry, yeah, I was right, talking right, about right. the other one. Yeah, yeah, forty-three early in the year. That's yeah. Another reason I'm not worried about the Broncos game is it was just like, well, that was the second time we saw them, and we were going through our weird wet red zone struggles, which it seems that we've solved some of the problems on. There's been, oh, you know, you mean how we went four or four with touchdowns this last week. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, yeah, that was the Bills. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's just a weird thing. I don't want to rant too much about my Twitter life on the podcast, but yeah, I, it was like an hours long and. 
it was just one of those where the person doesn't drop like real stats, like important stats. They cherry pick their stats to try to look make their team look good. Right. And I'm like, if you look at the overall stats picture here, they're not better than the Chiefs. Right. You're picking. They were like, but in the last three games, Josh Allen's outplayed Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, sorta, sure, I guess. But I'm like, so you're saying because of those last three games that the Bills would beat the Chiefs? And he's like, well, no, I don't think the Bills would beat the Chiefs, and I'm like. Then what are we even talking about the last... Why does it matter then? None of that matters. Right. I just... I don't... You know. But uh, that's fine. I just wanted to get your opinion. I wanted to get, I wanted to check, you know. I, sometimes I like to double check myself. I like to make sure maybe I'm not crazy. I'm not the old man yelling at the cloud on Twitter. Yelling at Bill's fans. Yeah, so, I'm yeah, trying not to be the Patriots fan that goes and flashes rings and tell you to sit down and shut up. Because right. Tom Brady's yeah. the best. But Patrick Mahomes is the goddamn best. Yeah, <laughs> and the Chiefs right. are the best team in the NFL. But no, I'm with you. I, I, and, I, and I don't want to, you know, become a Brady idiot and constantly talk about how Mahomes is the best. But the thing is, when you when Chiefs fans say that Mahomes is the best, it's because he's performing the best out of everybody. When right. Brady fans say Brady's the best is because of his previous achievements, starting in 2001, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, and besides that, I think the the teams that I'm most scared of that aren't the Bills, probably the Browns. I think you know. Still, Chiefs running defense isn't the best. Getting better, but Brown's kind of a little bit scary. But I think that, you know, we'll just do what we did to the Titans if we end up playing the Browns and just, you know, lock down the run and make Ryan Tannehill – oh, I mean, Baker Mayfield, same quarterback, um, beat you. Um, fairly consistent, can hit open targets with good play action, but when there's no play action. Struggles a bit. Um, now, my question to you is that would – uh, this is a little bonus question. Ooh, a little mm-hmm. bonus. Um, with the number one seed pretty much being locked up, all the Chiefs need to do is win one game. Would yeah. you go, would you have the balls to go take this week off for starters, play starters next week, Take if it's not locked up, play starters next week, and then have your bye week be right after that one and then play, so that way you're not too unrested? Because there's always the opportunity. Although, I don't know. With Andy, I'm not sure that we're actually going to see the Chiefs sit the starters in week 17. I think you play them just a little bit, like in the first half, well, to keep them fresh. I still think if we win tomorrow, I mean this Sunday against the Falcons, and which locks up our seed, right? Right. Yeah. So if if we win that 14th game, which locks up our one seed, I think that Andy will play backups because that's what we saw uh, before the devastating Titans loss. Actually, <laughs> is because uh, we remember we saw Patrick Mahomes start that game at Denver. Right, but they didn't have a bye week. Sure. So they, they they were trying to give themselves a bye week, essentially. I think we would still see non-starters, uh, maybe a quarter, maybe treat it like a preseason game. But knowing Andy Reid, Andy Reid tends to always bench players if the a bye week is secured. Yep. And I think I think there would be no reason to put, especially with the O-line injuries, we would, we would risk that. I, I think we'd see a lot of Allegretti, uh, a lot of Wisniewski, a lot of Remmers. Yeah, I don't know. I just had. I just. I was just even curious. Ryan Hunter. <laughs> I just had. I just had a few questions for you there. I, you know, that's a tough question because just because he's, we've seen these teams rest too long and go into the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Right, and then well, I mean, we've also, but we've also seen Andy Reid not pull starters from a blowout like the Jets game. Starters didn't exit until like you know twelve minutes left in the fourth when we were up twenty-eight. Like, right, right, but but you know, I'm interested to see. It's one of those things that the mind of Andy Reid is. Very intricate. It'll be very interesting. Okay, so for the last 
Chiefs question I have for you. The Chiefs had seven Pro Bowlers named this this weekend uh-huh. to the team, which I thought was even kind of insane. That, that was pretty. That's pretty large, yeah. Uh, the seven would be Frank Clark, Eric Fisher, Tyreek Hill, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyron Matthew. My question is, who of these are the le- which? Who is the least deserving that's on this Pro Bowl roster? So I think it's actually Eric Fisher, but and mainly because of play time in the weeks leading up to the votes. Eric Fisher, you know, sat. I think it was what was it? Two weeks. Eric Fisher sat. Yeah, I think he's had he's had a game or two off here here and there. So I and just for that reason specifically is why I'm choosing Eric Fisher. Um, he's been solid. Um, he has been exposed in like two games, but it, it, an offensive lineman isn't, isn't going to be perfect unless you're you're playing for the Colts. So, um, I, I just think it's Eric Fisher for that reason. I think that the scrutiny on Frank Clark is probably deserved, but I think also nobody runs to the right side on the Chiefs, and that's because of one fifty-five. The, the the runs don't go through the right side. So now, now I was with you thinking that he had missed a game, but I don't think he has missed a game this year. I thought he did. No, he's played. My, he's he's played in all fourteen. Well, then I still think probably Eric Fisher. I think he's know, played every snap of this year. Huh. Well, I, I, I would still say Eric Fisher. Uh, he's played well, but I don't know if he's played at a a starter in the Pro Bowl level. Yeah. You know, best best in the AFC. I, I don't think so. Yeah. But that's you not know, to discredit anything Eric Fisher's done. He's been he's been immense for us. He's been great. Right. It, it's very interesting because I also had Eric Fisher written down. But, you know, maybe I didn't take a close enough look at his stats. Looking at it, he's only had one holding call this year. He's only had two false starts. He's caught a touchdown. You know, he's had a, he's had a good year. I just think there's better left tackles in the AFC. Um, I think there's three obvious underperformers. I think, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, fine. I think those are all great selections. Tyron Matthew was, was underperforming a few weeks ago. He's caught like three interceptions in the last three or four weeks to kind of shut everybody shut everybody up. So in classical Tyron Matthew fashion. Right. And of course, Chiefs fans are, you know, the same people that are Royals fans that voted seven starters of the nine in the All-Star game a few years ago. <laughs> but Omar Infante almost made it. I was mad. I yes. voted so many times for Omar Infante. When, when, when the MLB had to change the voting rules so that the all the Kansas City Royals voters didn't put too many players in the All-Star game. <laughs> um, but I think there's three obvious underperformers. I think that's Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and Eric Fisher. And oddly enough, you know, all these guys are, you know, two of those guys are guys that we gave pretty recent contracts to that have come under scrutiny. And everybody was, you know, it's always it's always risky to pay a left tackle. Some, if, if he, you know, Eric Fisher hasn't been a top five left tackle in the NFL like like the first like the number one overall pick in the draft should be, but sure. I think he's been he's been a fine left tackle. You know. Well, have you ever gone back and looked at that draft class? Yeah, it's not great. It was a bad yeah, draft it's, class. It's funny because Eric Fisher is like it, looking back on that draft class. Eric yeah. Fisher is the number one overall pick, and, and should have been from that draft class. Right. Well, we all remember the 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 big debate was Luke Jokel or Eric Fisher. Thank God they made the right choice. Luke Jokel out right. of the league right now. Right. You know. So. Um, Eric Fisher uh, is getting paid $12 million a year, but he's done after 2021. We've got two more years left of him, one more year after this year. Uh, so I think you're looking – I think, you know, the Chiefs are probably going to be late in the draft again this year. I think the Chiefs will look for top-tier tackle talent. This, this Yeah, I think we're definitely going O-line. 
I think we're definitely going O line. I think I think you keep Wiley. I think you keep Allegretti. They've both been playing really well. Right. Obviously, the Wisniewski Remmer spot is a spot that they'll be targeting in the draft. I mean, right. And Frank and Frank Clark and Chris Jones are both. You know, they're both making close to twenty million dollars a year. I mean, they're both making twenty million dollars a year, so it's you know, kind of not Fred great. Shown that he he can be skilled. I think. Also, to help with that draft space, I think Demarcus Robinson leaves, and they re-sign Byron Pringle on a cheaper deal. Uh, Byron, Pringle, Byron Pringle being a restricted free agent this year. Uh, Dave Tobe guy, and as we've seen, Dave Tobe always gets one or two players that he puts his stamp on to the GM saying, these are my players, they stay on the team. And the GM goes, okay. <laughs> and I think I think Byron Pringle's one of those players, and I, I don't see him moving, especially – for the fact that he's a restricted free agent. I just don't see the Chiefs moving on from him. Yeah, I just, you know, I just, but but to be fair, I just don't think Chris Jones and Frank Clark have played that well this year. And I think that's a, a, a little bit of cause for concern. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's mostly fine. But, you know, like we talked about earlier in the year, Daniel Sorensen is technically leading this team in tackles. You'd much rather see your linebackers do it or your D, D linemen be a little better about it. Uh, obviously, right. Chris, Jones, Chris Jones has missed a little time this year. Frank Clark has luckily played all 14 games. Well, but, you know, they're just not – they're not getting back and hitting the quarterback, you know. Sure. But speaking of O-line real quick, we have to remember, uh, remind everybody that KO is out. And KO, once he comes back, is going to be a starter. He was great for us until he got injured. Next year. Yeah, next right. year if he can come back from tearing both his ACLs. Yeah. In, in, and, both, in both legs. And yeah. and we have to forget that Derek Nottie's missed some time and Colin Saunders is also out. Right. Uh, yeah. And they, But those two guys have combined for 11 and a half. And I think if you're paying $20 million, you'd much rather see, especially from uh, a defensive end like Frank Clark. But even Chris Jones, most, most of his game is based on being able to get after the quarterback. And I think you'd much right. rather see them be closer to that 10 mark right now. And, yeah, I think that's all about criticism. Combine their about a 10. I mean, yeah, I think it's valid criticism, but I'm not overly concerned. I guess I'm not overly I, concerned. I guess that's fair. I'm just it's something to think about. Uh, so yeah, so I think we both agree Eric Fisher probably the least deserving to be on that list. But uh, you know that's kind of the that's kind of the thing about being a <laughs> being the best in the NFL is you get dumb things like that. <laughs> well, it's about damn time Eric Fisher got recognized for something. I can't believe Mitch Schwartz still left up the Pro Bowl list. What the? I mean, well, Mitch Schwartz Mitchell Schwartz hasn't played many games this year. I don't care, man. He, he's a freaking Pro Bowler. He has zero Pro Bowls. That's that's idiotic. He's been the he's been the best in football for like four straight years and zero Pro Bowls. It's it's fine. I get it. Um, but I'm still angry. Still angry. I'll die on the seal. Uh, I die on it for a lot of seasons. Not this season for Mitch Schwartz. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk the rest of the NFL, Owen. And you know Zane's that'll bring time. us. Yeah. That'll bring us to the uh, to your favorite segment of the week. Yes, sir. Owen, it's time for the most exciting division of football. The most topsy-turvy division of football. <laughs> Owen, I, again, am, is this is going to be strained by my bets and uh, stuff like that for my AFC South team of the week. But, Owen, who's your AFC South team of the week? So, I've got a tough decision to make this week, Truman. Uh, with both the Titans and the Colts winning their games. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to go Colts. I mean, 
Titans beat the Lions. Lions are trash. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been absolutely putting the team on his back as best as he can, playing like, you know, like we know Deshaun can play. And Colts found a way to win. So I- I'm going to have to give it to Philly Phil uh, and-, and the Colts. Yeah, uh, I mean, Philip Rivers played great game. 22 of 28, 228 yards. That's actually really weird. 22 of 28 for 228 and two touchdowns. That is odd. That's kind of fun. But kind of fun. But yeah, no, just Philip Rivers playing really well. Uh, and as I continue to say, uh, Philip Rivers will take this team to the playoffs if uh, if he doesn't make mistakes. And he's got a good line, and he's being shown that he can not make mistakes and not choke. So maybe choking. maybe he left the choking in uh in 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 L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's still a team. It, he's still a team that lost to this to the Jags in the first week of the year. Um, my. That's true. Uh, again, yeah, I think uh, all but one in the AFC South won this week. Oh no, sorry, only only two won. Sorry, I forgot the Texans played the Colts. Um, but once again, my uh, my my choice this week will be skewed by for financial reasons. I have to take the Tennessee Titans because the Colts <laughs> can't cover seven and a half. <laughs> oh, and good teams win. Great teams cover. Cover. Yes. So. Yeah, the Colts. The Colts are can't possibly be my team of the week because they because I need them to win by eight, and they win by seven against the goddamn Houston Texans Does at home. Still have them as like the number one in league. They were never the number one, but they're higher than you. you they're generally higher than you think. Huh. I think they're. I think the Colts are one of the more underrated teams in the NFL right now. Still, I'm interested to see. Well, because they don't have a playoff spot right now, do they? They do have a playoff spot. Yeah. They have clinched. They clinched a playoff spot with their. David, no, nobody's clinched yet. That's there's a, still a bunch of weird stuff. I'm not even sure Oakland's yeah, because Oakland even hasn't technically been eliminated. So, although the Colts might have clinched because they're at ten. No, 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 no. Because it, because if because if they lose out and Miami and Baltimore both win out, then they lose. Then they're out of a spot. So no, the Colts have not clinched, uh, but the Raiders are almost done the Raiders have about one more one more week and they've got to hope that everybody starts losing all right scenarios uh the Colts clinch a playoff berth with with a win they have to win Mm -hmm. and Miami has to lose or tie or the Colts win and Baltimore loses or ties yeah or the Colts tie and Baltimore loses or the Colts tie and Miami loses yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, uh, and Casey f- clinches the first round uh, by with a winner tie this week. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or the winner tie or, or a Buffalo loss. Or yeah. Or all the other scenarios that are likely to happen. Um. So yeah. So so the Colts the Colts haven't clinched yet. Raiders haven't technically been eliminated yet. But yeah. Uh. So my AFC South team of the week is the Titans because they got it done and they covered. So fuck the Colts. They can <laughs> they can wait another week to be my AFC South team of the week. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, going from the most exciting div- division of football to the most uh, what the fuck division of football. Oh, and what the fuck is happening in the NFC East this week? Well, uh, Dwayne Haskins is trying his best in the uh, the NFC East this week. But... Is he trying his best? Have you heard the news about Dwayne Haskins? I know he's trying his best to keep himself on a really high profile, and by high profile, I mean partying with strippers. Uh, but, without uh, a mask. Yeah. Yeah, without, without a mask. Not concerned about the mask part. The main part is partying with strippers after a loss. Um, 
They lost to Washington, you know, 20 to 15. Uh, I believe the, the Cowboys ruined all my betting dreams by uh, smacking up the Niners with uh, yeah. Andy Dalton playing like classic Andy Dalton, always good when you don't expect it. Yep. Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't know who Cedric Wilson is, but apparently Cedric Wilson passed for 12 yards in that game. <laughs> don't know who that is. Um, but, yeah, the, the Cowboys showed out. And uh, then also the, the NFC East just – has heard everyone calling them garbage and then they all decided to play really well these last couple of weeks. Um, uh, sure. I mean, at most right now, but, but they have, sorry. So they have clinched that nobody's going to have a winning record. That's been clinched. Aiden eight is the best that anybody in the division can do. Yeah. But this division is tightening up. Um, Dallas won the giants lost. So they didn't get to overtake first place again. Football team lost and the Eagles lost. So the Eagles yeah, are still Jaylen the Eagles are for three touchdowns. That's a different discussion. We can have that one for right. days and days. Yeah, but the Eagles the Eagles are almost almost out of it at this point. You know, they're one game they're they're a Washington win away from being eliminated. Uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. and but anything could happen with those three those three other teams down the stretch here. It's true, man. That division's crazy. And we're seeing all of them play their best sports here at the end. It all depends. It all depends on what Alex Smith does. I, I think if Alex Smith is back, I think I think Washington's got it. If Alex yeah. Smith is hurt another game, then you're then it's out of your hands because New right. York has the tiebreaker over the over the. And football what is team. Alex Smith? Five and one is the starter with the football team. Uh, I'm not sure he's quite five and one, but he's he's been good. He's played well, for sure. Alex Smith refuses to have uh, losing records, so. It's true. It's true. Uh, so talking about teams that have almost been eliminated from the playoff. Oh, and let's talk. Who's your uh, eliminated playoff team of the week? So, um, my eliminated playoff team of the week. Let me just pull up my slide that I prepared here. Um, my eliminated playoff team of the week is, unfortunately, for our friends here. Well, I said the Raiders last week, but I'm actually switching it up. I had something else written down, but I'm switching it up. (laughs) Your slide you had prepared. Yes, I, I wrote. I wrote. I had written down the Raiders, but I already talked about the Raiders. So I'm actually going to unfortunately eliminate the Minnesota Vikings this week. I think it's just a little bit too out of reach now with uh, the Cards and the Bears rising up over them in, in the bubble. I think that with a game in hand, if the Bears have a game in hand, that's a bad shot. Unfortunately, um, I'm going to have to eliminate the the Vikings because um, we already know I. I I just think it's a given that the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Eagles are done with Alex Smith returning. Yep. So yep. I think that, unfortunately, the Vikings have fallen out of playoff contention. Yeah, they're not dead yet, and there's certainly nothing keeping the Arizona Cardinals from losing their last two here and the Minnesota Vikings making a push for it. But, right. you know, you've got to pass the Bills and the Cards now, and, the and like you said, the Bears have the tiebreaker over you. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen for Minnesota this year. Unfortunately, I mean, but I, I I don't I wouldn't put it past them to do it anyway. Right. I think that the Minnesota's a team full of talent. Right, and I think the NFC is hot garbage this year. Um, yeah, they're terrible. My eliminated playoff team of the week, and I'm looking to celebrate it. It's the New England Patriots. The dynasty Woo-hoo! is dead. It's fucking done. They're not coming back this year. They're not going to be good next year or the next year, but maybe the year after that. They're bad. They are gone. They are done. I'm happy about it. 
my eliminated playoff team that are celebrating. It's a Christmas miracle, some would it say, is. Owen. It really is. The Bills, uh, are gonna, the Bills clinched their top spot in the AFC East for the first time in, what, 12 years? Yeah. Well, 11. No, 11 years because the Dolphins won it in 08. So the 11-year reign of terror is over. Uh, we get to hear Dave Portnoy bitch about it for the foreseeable future. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, one last – or two two final segments here. We get to do our special mm. little segments. Owen, what's your doming play of the week this week? So uh, I'm once again going to do a blanket one uh, just because it deserves it. And it's the entire well, – actually, no, 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 no. I, I revised that. I had an idea, and then I crossed it out. But I'm actually going back to my original idea. Uh, my doming play of the week goes out to Juju Smith-Schuster. It's actually a doming player of the week. Um, Juju uh, went ahead and recorded a TikTok. As you know, you know, I'm old man yells at cloud. But he went ahead and recorded a TikTok of him dancing on the Bengals logo before the game, then proceeded to drop a three-catch 17-yard game. Uh, just, you can't do that, son. You can't. So my doming play of the week is Juju recording his pregame TikTok on the Bengals logo and then getting smacked for their third straight loss. Just sad. So uh, losing, they have heard of her. They have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, been a tough year for Juju this year, uh, but not on TikTok. He's had, he's had a good season on TikTok. He's had a, a mediocre season everywhere else. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, don't dance on other teams' logos, especially before the game. Especially when you're a team that's already lost two in a row. If if Baker Mayfield has better manners about dancing on teams' logos than you, you've really got to reconsider. If even Baker Mayfield knows that you only dance on the logo after the game, you really got to like reevaluate your process. The flag planting crotch grabber himself, Baker Mayfield, yep. has has more. You know, so maybe not, maybe not, maybe, maybe not next week, huh, Juju? Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's a good doming doming play of the week. A different one, a little a little mix up. Um. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, brings us to the Steen Spotlight Player of the Week. Um, and my Spotlight Player of the Week is somebody who should always get highlighted late here in the season because he's just so goddamn good these last two years he's been in the late season. And, of course, I'm talking about Tractor Cito. I'm talking about Derrick Henry. He's just been, oh. you know, all he does is he just shows up and he performs. The man is an absolute beast. You don't want to run into him late in the season unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. And you don't want to – he just – he gets better as it gets cold and he gets harder to tackle when it gets cold. He's just a huge monster, man. <laughs> I know. You see the picture of him standing next to Mark Ingram, right? At yeah. The Alabama, at oh, the yeah. National Championship game? Yeah. He's, he's insane. And Mark he's Ingram a freak. Is by no by no means like a small dude. He's a beast out there as well. But standing next to Derrick Henry made him look like a like retired dude. It was like crazy. Yeah. For the record, in his last in his last four games, he's averaged six point one yards per carry, eight point three yards per carry, four point zero yards per carry, and six point six yards per carry. And how, let's just keep going. Four point eight and five point four in his last. That's his last six games yards per carry average. That's hard to beat, man. Ew, that's disgusting. Late in the season, when you're just trying to def- when you're just trying to go out there and defend, you know. Um, I mean, 147 yards, 215 yards, 60 yards, but that was the game that they lost to the Browns. Uh, 178 yards, 133 yards, and 103 Jeez. yards. I mean, over 100 yards in his last six games. Uh, five out of his last six. So. Ugh. I just That's he's disgusting. He's just Jeez. so dang good. So yes. Derrick Henry. 
gets my nod for Steen Spotlight Player of the Week because he should always be highlight, highlighted at least once down this playoff No stretch. love for McCole Hardman's toe drag swag? No. No, he still, he still drops balls, and, he's, I, you know, I, I just don't love it. All right, all right. But, uh, but you did yeah. see the toe drag swag, though. I did. It he was won, good. To, it was he good. won toe drag good. swag this week, if you didn't know that. It was good, but he was not better than Derrick Henry. So. That's true. All right, so that's fair. All right. Uh, that'll wrap us up for, uh, you know, our sports content here. Owen, you want to talk about uh, our Christmas top five of the week? Yeah, I, I think it's a good top five uh, to have, honestly. Honestly. I, I think I, I don't think you could do a top ten because I don't watch enough of these. Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure. When I was looking at the list, I don't think I do either. I was. Like, I was did with you look up that 63 top Christmas movies? Like I, I did. did, and then I had to be like, "Wow, which one are the top?" So yeah, so our top five of the week is Christmas movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I need to change my. Oh, I didn't change my slideshow. But uh, Owen, let's uh, let's start it off. Give me your top five Christmas movies, Owen. Okay, so the first one. Um, just because I really like this movie, uh, I, I haven't really watched very many of those Hallmarky Christmas movies, so I, there's actually none of those on my list. No, but, I mean... uh, my fr- my my number five is Krampus because I think it's just it's it's not like a great movie, but it's a really fun movie, and I and I, and I encourage you all to watch it. It's a really fun time. It's a, like a kind of a spoofy horror movie where they make fun of horror movies and they make fun of Christmas movies at the same time. It's a really fun time. I encourage you all. I encourage you all to give Krampus a watch. It's at number five on my list. At yeah. number four, super classic. I think everyone's watched this forty plus times, and that's the animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, I think everyone's seen that. It, uh, personally, I've seen it like 20, 40 times. I've seen it a lot, but you know that's one of those movies that you comes on during Christmas and you watch it, and then you watch it again, and then it comes on in like February, and you're like, oh, I might as well watch it. <laughs> It's, it's really well done, but one of my favorites, and it gets my number four spot. At my number three spot, I got Rudolph, the claymation one. Uh, I think that's Ooh. another uh, – that's, that's a, classic, a Dom – A classic. That's a Dom House classic. Uh, mm-hmm, that's one mm-hmm. that my mom has always demanded that we as a family all sit down and watch. And it's really fun to make fun of Donner going, and we, he won't join in any of our reindeer games, right, guys? Yeah. Because he actually, that's a real direct quote uh, yeah. Yeah. from the reindeer. Pretty funny. I love um, but uh, winter classic, Dobhouse classic, it's on my number three. Number two is Home Alone 2. It's the best Home Alone movie. Uh, I, I just love Home Alone. I think they're great. Uh, Kevin found the lobby, thanks for some help. And, you know, people get hit in the face with paint cans. And one of the funniest scenes of that, of course, is when uh, Harry and and Marv put their ears up against the door like what's that sound and it's a tool chest coming down the stairs just just ridiculous it's great it's a great movie great Sorry. movie and somebody wanted to wanted to check in chat are you do you guys watch the Rudolph movie as a family in matching jammies matching jam no no or? we're not one of those families we don't yeah. we've never had done the matching jammies but it is a dom house everyone watches Rudolph I'm also not we also weren't a matching jammy family but I think I'm uh, getting into a matching jammy jamming jammy family I mean, it's it's a it's a fun thing. It's a fun, cute thing to do. I think it's, I think it's more, I think it's better when you're an adult because you're like, ha, ah, we get to be cringe. But if you're like a little kid, you're like, ah, it's cringe. Yeah, you right. Know? Of but course. like when you're all an adult, it's it's funnier as you get an adult. You know, you, you dress up your 55, 55 plus year old dad in some onesies, and it, it gets fun. It's kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. My number 
And my number one Christmas movie, of course, is Die Hard. Obviously a Christmas movie. Uh, it's my number one. It's a great Christmas movie. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, mother. Great, great line. Uh, saves Christmas. Blows up a plane in a ridiculous way. Uh, actually, no way. That's Die Hard 2. But uh, What's, yeah, in Die Hard say, 1. I just uh, watched you know? Die Hard 2 when I was back home. Did you know that in Die Hard 1, uh, when they uh, launch Rickman off the top of the building at the end of the movie, you know? When they, yeah. they uh, The reason that his Spoilers. face looks genuine is because they said, we're going to drop you on three. And then they went one and dropped him. Yeah. And so he was totally unprepared for being dropped. And so he was like actually scared. Very smart. And Very smart. That reaction. Making a man think he's risking his life. Very nice. Yes, of course. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's my top five. We got Krampus, then How the Grinch Stole Christmas, then Rudolph, then Home Alone 2, then Die Hard. Nice. I like it. Um, all right. So, my top five is, uh, is going to be all over the place. I actually didn't add any... any an well, I've got one animated one, but it's not the one. This is a very non-traditional list. But, uh... Right. I can always count on you for the non-traditional list. Uh... But I didn't add any of the fun claymation ones. Honestly, I kind of forgot about them because they're just so short. But they are really short. Like, yeah, like 30-minute 30, 30 movies. Right. I don't really think of them as much as being like a uh, Chris, uh, like a movie as much as it is like a like an hour-long special for me, I think. Sure, that's fair. But, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I, like I get it. But, yeah, at the same time. Um, so I just want to preface this list with that. Um, okay, so one of the things I do uh, – so – I guess this kind of encompasses their whole series, but for, for my number five. But mostly, I still think the first one's probably one of the best ones. I think the, the 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 next couple get a little goofy, but number five for me, the Santa Claus, nice Tim Allen, oh, yeah. Ooh, nice Tim Allen classic. <laughs> I uh, I love it. Um, but you know, that it's one, that's an honorable mention on my list. The Santa Claus is. I actually just watched the Santa Claus three and the Santa Claus two just the other day. Yeah, right. Great movies. I would say Die Hard is like a is a is an honorable mention. The, the, the damn Die Hard Christmas movie thing, it's just like, my issue with it is at this point I'm just tired of hearing it. It was one of those hot takes back in, you know, every now and again somebody has, ooh, this is a spicy take. And then all of a sudden you get like further into it and they just, or you get like every year it keeps coming back and it's like, don't forget, it's a Christmas movie. And everyone's like, oh my God, stop talking about it being a goddamn Christmas movie. I'm so sick of it. I'm so, that's my only issue with Die Hard is I'm so sick of hearing about it being a Christmas movie. And how it should be considered for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with, uh, <laughs> I'm done with the, the goddamn Old diehard man talk. Goes at cloud. <laughs> I just, I'm just, maybe, sure, maybe, maybe this is my old man yells at cloud. I'm just, it's, it's something that the whole, it's the hot take that is no longer a hot take. It is now a warm to room temperature take because and it was, it was, tries to treat it like a hot take. right. Everyone's like, I'm so edgy. I think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's like, shut up. So, okay. It's kind of so, like saying, like, Aaron Rodgers is an MVP candidate. And everyone's like, yeah. It's like, and, and then, but they're like, no, he is really. And it's like, dude, we know. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, another, th another, uh, throwback. This one's going to be a throwback that not, I, I bet not many people have watched, honestly. And I, and I would hazard a guess that you haven't watched it either. Hmm. But, my number four here is one that I didn't start watching until I started dating my current girlfriend again. Same with the matching jammies or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But my number four on here is White Christmas, hmm. a nice little well, throwback classic. If you're if you have if you know if you want to get into one of those classic net uh, Christmas movies that's you know 
that your grandparents watched a lot. You know, it used to be in black and white. They've gone through and remastered it. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, cool. Uh, it's a good one to watch. You know, it's got some nice songs in there. It's not, you know, it, it's got some cringeworthy moments at times just because it's a movie from the 1950s that you're like, okay, that's a little cheesy. But, you know, as long as you're able to laugh at yourself and not take yourself too seriously, White Christmas, a fun one. Oh, uh, my buddy Sean uh, would like to add that White Christmas is indeed a good movie. He, he's, he's a great Good, 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 good. I'm glad. Glad I got a piece of uh, Sean. Uh, my number three on this list is uh, is the animated one that I, I almost said wasn't an animated one, just because the animation is so good. But it was one that I hadn't really thought about how it is a Christmas movie until I saw it on here. Again, it's one that almost sometimes get gets disqualified into being a Halloween movie. Huh. But mine is The Nightmare Before Christmas, number three. Ah, yeah, little, I actually haven't seen up. that. I've heard it's really good, but I've actually never seen that one. It's been a bit since I've seen it. I want to go back through and rewatch it. You know, I, 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 you know, I did put on this list before thinking about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, before before rewatching it and making sure that I really want to put it number three. But yeah, number three on my list: Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a it's a good one. Uh, no, number two on my list. This is one that isn't heard of much, and it's a great Christmas movie, but it's one that we watch. Uh, you guys might have your uh, reindeer one, but my mom made it so that we started watching this one every year, and it's a it's yeah. a good one to watch, and one that's not very famous, but it's called The Ref. The Ref. Okay. It's fe- it features oh, nice. Dennis Leary, uh, oh, I, nice. Judy Davis, and Kevin Spacey uh, earlier in earlier in their careers. This is in 1994. Uh, it's a great movie about just kind of like a squabbling couple and then a and then a criminal breaks into their house on Christmas Eve and they like keep on arguing and they basically drive him crazy even though he's got them as hostages and stuff like that and uh so it's like, like is it a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But it's a good one. It's a good one to get into uh if if you've got an opportunity to watch The Ref. I don't know if it's on I don't think it's on any streaming services, but it might be one of those. I think I'm going to, I like, I keep on telling myself, I'm going to start buying movies just so I could watch them. Like sometimes you can bootleg movies, but man, it's so hard to find some on the internet. And sometimes it's just so not worth it. Sometimes I'd rather I, yeah. just pay the $4 to have it on YouTube or whatever, you know? Uh, right. And the ref might be one of those that I buy. It's a good one. The ref is a good, is a nice little Christmas movie. It's a little, a little different, a little out of the mold. And I like that. Um, huh. My number one is an absolutely classic one. Again, another comedy, but it's one you gotta watch. I mean, you know, it's Christmas Vacation. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah. I mean, see, come on. I, see, since you were the youngest, you probably watched it. But since I'm the oldest, I've never seen it because never seen know, it. Well, I've seen parts of it, but it's you know it's one of those raunchier movies, and I've always grown up with younger siblings, so we have we've never really watched it as a family. It's not that raunchy. It it's about a PG thirteen maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I've, I've seen been watching for a few it. years. I, Everyone I in your family is of the age to watch Christmas Vacation. Right, but we've already got our Christmas Christmas traditions established. <laughs> Just saying. I'll give it a, I, I haven't seen the whole movie. I've seen parts of it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, actually, <laughs> speaking of the fact that none of us have seen it, I'm pretty sure we watched it last week, actually, <laughs> as a, <laughs> the family did. And you didn't you didn't watch it. Uh, I watched until the part where he got the bonus check that wasn't a bonus check. Oh, oh, dude, you didn't even... That's when it gets kicked into overdrive. And the grandpa blew up the Christmas tree. That's that's where I, that's where I got to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's pretty funny. It is. It, it, their movies, those, uh, those uh, the National Lampoons are, they're pretty great. 
yeah, it's got a nice little quip, a quick quips there, and you know, I like I like smart dialogue, I like fast dialogue, I like the dumb little jokes here and there. So yeah, Christmas Vacation uh, be my number one. So that makes San the Santa Claus and kind of the Santa Claus series, but mostly the Santa Claus one at number five. White Christmas at number four, Nightmare Before Christmas at number three, The Ref at number two, and Christmas Vacation at number one. Yeah, so that's a pretty that's a pretty good list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll about do it here. We'll do our uh, pop culture minute before that. Uh, Owen, where can we find you at? Just so everybody that wants to hear yeah, more so of you your can voice. Find me on talk. Twitch at twitch.tv slash domination seven. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N seven. And on Twitter at Owen Gosh Domit. That's O W E N G O S H D A H M M I T. Nice. Uh, and of course, I've been Truman Steen. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash uh, Steen Machine. That's S T E E H N M A C H I N E. I play video games, I do sports stuff. Uh, I also have the Twitter by the same name. And, uh, you know, I do sports betting stuff. You want to do sports? You just want to listen to sports betting stuff or read sports betting stuff, I have to say. Uh, CG Sports RWTM on Twitter or www.rollingwithmachine.com. Or I'll do a show with my dad on Fridays on this Twitch channel. at uh, uh, We call it Steen vs. Machine. But if you're looking for it, you can go and find it on um, YouTube on the STM network. So, uh, yeah. I think that I think that about does it for me. Owen, let's do some uh, let's do some wrap ups. Let's do some pop culture minutes. All right. So for my pop culture minute, I'm going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that's going to be NBA expansion. I know it's shocking because uh, I hate the NBA, but I've been, I've been seeing people on Twitter saying some stupid shit about NBA expansion, and I'd like to discuss it. There are three locations that you're allowed to say are available for NBA expansion. That's number one, and should be the most obvious one, Seattle. Seattle. They already have it decided. They shouldn't have even lost their team in the first place. Well, they don't have it's it decided. Just Seattle. It hasn't been chosen yet, but it should be on the short list for sure. Well, I mean, no, I mean, like, I, I, did I say decided? I meant established. Like, they already have their arena and everything. It's still there. It's still being upkept. I can think of a city that has an arena that's being upkept. Well, that would be my number two on the list, which is Kansas City. Kansas City is your second choice for NBA. And Kansas City has shown that it can handle NBA-style crowds with the Big 12 tournament that is hosted every year and is, I believe, the most watched and most attended conference tournament in the nation for basketball. And your number three choice, also non-negotiable, is Las Vegas. The The Golden Knights have gotten rid of the Las Vegas can't have a sports team uh, argument. Now the, the Raiders have moved there. And they have a beautiful stadium, and the fans are supporting it well. That is your number three choice. Those are there's no more NBA talk of expansion before you fill those three cities. Stop it. I've seen your stupid-ass takes on Twitter. I saw some moron say Idaho today. No. Yeah, exactly. No. Couldn't believe that someone, actually, that someone said Hartford, Connecticut, actually. Also, no. garbage. But, yeah, those are your three cities for NBA expansion. Thank you. I like it. I you know I could support that Kansas City, Seattle, and Las Vegas, yeah. Um, honestly, Kansas City out of likelihood, Kansas City's probably the third on that list. Right, out of likelihood, but out of deservedness, it's at the two. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know I don't know, if, but uh yeah, 
you know, yeah, I'm with it. Well, that's also in terms of preparation. Las Vegas doesn't have a uh, a coliseum ready yet. Well, I mean, they could they could build it fast enough. Seattle built a right. hockey arena in fast enough. Aren't they building right, an arena? Right, sure. I mean, they might be like using, Seattle's already got Seattle's already got their their crowd ready NBA ready stadium. The and then KC's got one that they can make an NBA stadium. And then Las I mean, Vegas just got the city ready, but they don't have the spot. Right. That was always the that was always the design for the T Mobile Center in Kansas City now. Right. Was that it was supposed to be an NHL or an NBA team that went in there. And you know, you know me and you. I think we'd prefer an NHL team. But, With NHL season coming up, believe me, we're going to discuss that. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Uh, you know, I've got a little less of a, uh, again, a little more of a wholesome slash not not as lighthearted pop culture minute um, in the news this week. Uh, you know, one of my favorite comedians, probably, one of my famous, favorite comedy writers and stuff that he does, uh, John Mulaney, uh, checked himself into rehab this week for mm-hmm. cocaine and alcohol abuse. Obviously, you know, not a fun topic to talk about. Uh, he had been sober for, I don't know, 15 to 15, 20 years. Uh, obviously, we wish him the best. But uh, just kind of a reminder, everybody here, you know, we're still, this has been a long pandemic. <laughs> and a lot of people are struggling with mental health things inside their in, inside the pandemic. You know, we've talked about this before. I leaned on, you know, I leaned on my family a lot. I call, I call my family a lot more now. I hang out with my friends a lot in online chats and stuff like that, which, you know, who knows, you know, who knows how lonely I'd be out here, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, nobody, you, you know, just take the time, just be kind, especially during this holiday season, enjoy it, take a break. You know, I know it's so easy to keep on working. If you're working from home, if you're, if your work gives you time off or you've got some PTO, take some PTO during these times, man. Everybody just watch after just a, a quick mental health check. Everybody just watch after your mental health. If you have the opportunities to, and, uh, you know, just be nice to people. You don't know what battles people are fighting or what's going on right now. Just everybody just be guys, be good guys, be, uh, be great. Have a happy holidays. Have a, a Merry Christmas. I hope I, I, is Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah's over now. Sorry. Ha- Thanks Siri. Uh, <laughs> I think Siri was trying to say that Hanukkah, I think is over. I'm going to double check that real quick. Actually. Just okay. And, uh, Ramadan's over obviously, but you know, we try to, we try to be all, we try to be fairly inclusive over here. Um, Dom, that's true. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I'll- we respect all religions in this chat. But yeah, Hanukkah recently ended last December. I mean, last day, the 18th. Wow. Last week. Last they didn't hit, wow, they just skipped Hanukkah this year? Oh, okay. So <laughs> I, it, it, I think, is Kwanzaa still going on? Oh, Kwanzaa. Yeah, Kwanzaa actually, is actually coming up, starting on the 26th, going through to the new year. Okay, well, all right. Well, have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy Kwanzaa. We'll see you, uh, you know, we'll see you after Kwanzaa begins. But, uh, We'll see you after Christmas here. Just have a happy holidays in general. Again, stay nice, stay healthy, enjoy your family time. Uh, Get out there, enjoy it all. Uh, I hope you guys get everything you wanted. If you've made it this far again, always thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week with another episode of Dom That's True. And thank you, Owen. Yeah, thank you, True. See you guys next time. All right.